0: Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dress of a Watch podcast. So I think now it's working.
1: Yeah, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect.
1: Okay, excellent. Excellent.
0: It takes takes some time, yeah,
1: but I can hear you. Sure, sure. Yeah. So everything is good. Yeah.
0: You're at home? too yes i am very good I only cheers have everybody for now.
1: <laughs> well yeah you're a holy man I'm No, am no
0: but, <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll have some for dinner later so, so
1: yeah I'll i will eat. too i will yeah. also have for them yeah i'm actually going to the garden to uh, barbecue
0: oh very nice yeah you're lucky yeah. man you have a garden i i'm stuck in yes my, i do
1: yeah my
0: apartment <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well different kind of quarantine huh How's the yeah. health, mate? You're good?
0: Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Super healthy. Excellent. Trying to stay fit. I've seen you're trying to stay fit too. So
1: health, yes. This 50-year-old yeah. buddy needs uh, some uh, daily CrossFit, man. No, the kids are on there as well. So my girlfriend yeah. as well. So it's, it's all good. So um, it's really bad for the fitness centers because I don't think I will be back. I have everything yeah. I need in, the, in, my, in my wonderful garden.
0: Yeah, Yeah. same here. Um, I've, I've, I've bought a lot of things off of Amazon yeah. to just get me set up. And yeah. I'm doing my training every day or every no, second. No, but seriously, day
1: you can't start your day uh, on much better besides, yeah. from, of course, having sex. But it's, you know, having a, a great workout in the morning, just you can't have a bad day it like that. Yeah. True, true, true. Now, yeah. too much clothes. Sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I live in an old house, so it's, it's, it's really windy outside today. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to keep warm. So. <laughs> Welcome to uh, a live session with you man. It's good yeah. to be here.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you for being on this session. I just started of course. off I think this is my 14th session now in, quarant- in quarantine and I'm happy to have you for this second week anniversary so to say.
1: Well, you're going to be outside soon mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> and, but I, I still want to continue this 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 live yep. streaming thing because it's rich it's a, a good fun, idea. Mate. It's a fun thing to do, and, yeah. and um, yeah, I really enjoy it actually.
1: So yeah, it's cool. No, you're doing well. It's uh, I've been following, as you know. Yeah. My little name has been. Uh, yeah, yeah, there I've as seen, well, yeah, I've
0: seen you a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure. very, very happy to have you have you here with me, for Pretty this amazing. edition. Um, Excellent. So let's start right off. I'd say let's talk a little bit about watches.
1: Sure. Why not watches? Eh. <laughs> shoot let me know so let me hear
0: so the first question i'd like to ask you is why why watches why did you get into into this field or why is it something that excites you
1: okay national geographic that's what got me started Um, my uh, my grandfather had a very large collection of uh, national geographic and my own dad Uh, He also collected National Geographic, Uh, and when I was younger, in the 70s, I noticed that during the mid-70s, that uh, a lot of watch adverts would actually appear in the first pages of the the magazines. And I I, I realized that some of the watches uh, that were featured in the adverts were also featured on the wrists of the daring young men. Uh, in the tutorials inside. So, to me, uh, a watch from Rolex and Omega and Seiko became uh, part of the masculine uh, uniform. You know, if you were a diver, a mountaineer, if you uh, had a life in the desert or you were a sailor or something like that, that extreme life, you would wear, uh, a, you know, a sports watch. So, to me, uh, a wristwatch uh, of, of certain brands has always been. Uh, connected to a very masculine lifestyle which i found in the national geographic the funny thing is my girlfriend actually gave me um this is march 1970 that was when i was born march 1970 she gave that to me when i turned 50 and today i received my uh my own first uh subscription with one of my favorite personal watches on the back Uh, the bloodhound
2: yeah
1: very nice which is actually a Milgauss, right? But with a Mm. funky dial. (laughs) No, so that got me started. Um, I am uh, from uh, the suburbs of Denmark and uh, where I was brought up, you had to be talented at three things, you know, soccer, uh, street fighting, and uh, some kind of uh, petty crime. And I sucked at everything. So actually, I spent a lot of time with with my dad's collection of National Geographic. So I really dove into that. And uh, my first perception of time was when I started really going through the collection. I was about six years old. I couldn't read. Uh, and, but it took me about 15 minutes to go through a National Geographic. So uh, my dad, he would usually, he, w- he was a dentist. He would come home during uh, lunch breaks and he'd say, you know, I will be back from work uh, in eight magazines of National Geographic. That was my perception of time. So eight eight uh, uh, of these would, would be uh, the X amount of hours. So that was my first perception of time. And also where I realized uh, that my love for wristwatches really, really, you know, was born. Yeah. And th- that also explains my love for certain watch brands today simply because I was brought up uh, with these uh, with these very masculine uh, uh, watches. Um, Rolex especially, they, they had these great adverts with uh, people on the serious patrol or uh, diving or sailing these extreme sports as well and it, it was very appealing. When you're six years old, that's everything you want to be. You want to be a diver, a policeman, a knight uh, and, and talking knights uh, in 1976 when the first adverts for the Patek Philippe Nautilus appeared. It had a big sword in between, you know, right in the middle of the advert and to me that sword was amazing. Sure, there was a watch in the back. But, you know, seeing a watch advert with a big sword, that was that was something, something. So yeah. to me, also, the Patek Philippe Nautilus uh, really was, was on my radar very early on. I'm extremely fortunate to actually own a 1976 Nautilus Jumbo, which is one of the really yeah. amazing watches in my collection. <laughs> and here's a little wine to all you guys. Thanks for watching, all you yeah. wonderful 55 People, <laughs> I think we already got a
0: couple of questions. I'll, I'll just go yeah. through them and sure. just see if there's something that we could answer, or maybe yeah, you could answer. So there's one question that just popped in about the Olympic Games, the Omega Tokyo 2020 limited edition, and if yeah. you think that the games, that um, what will happen to this limited edition due to the games being postponed? Well, has it been launched? I I don't know. I think no. Uh, I don't know either. <laughs> uh, but I've seen I've seen a couple of pictures already of the watch yeah. and everything. So
1: yeah. So, well, let me let yeah. me say it this way. I I don't think there's a lot we would love to remember from this period in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Um, world being cancelled. Uh, SiH, which is now called the Watches and Wonders. Yeah. Everything that we used to has been canceled. We are yep. grounded. And uh, I mean, I'm old enough to to remember several crises, not least the, the, the most recent financial crisis. But yep. back then we could still go to a disco. We could still go to a bar with our friends. We could still hang out. you could still have a mistress in Dubai and go visit her once in a while. I mean, we are grounded. Yep. Uh, the whole physical uh, thing is, is really missing out. And I think that's the worst thing about the crisis. Yes, the Olympics uh, have been canceled as well. The Basel World as well for the first time since, I think, World War I. Um, it's terrible. It's, it's horrible. And I don't think I, I actually want to wear something on my wrist that reminds me of a period of, of this uh, particular crisis. So personally, I would not wear a watch from an event that did not happen because of the corona. This is serious shit yeah uh, i don't think we can laugh about it
0: no no definitely not we shouldn't definitely not
1: that's another question Yeah, what do you think are the rolex releases this year will there uh, be any
0: <laughs> i don't know i i have to postponed so maybe maybe rolex will postpone as well but i'm not i'm not sure but was that
1: actually verified by potentially
0: I have no idea. I've just heard and I've seen, I yeah, think, three too. or four articles well, about it, but I yeah. have no idea if it's, tr- if it's actually true and actually no. going to happen. No. Um, but I think we'll need to wait. I mean... Yeah, uh, but
1: the, the problem is right now that the retailers are closed as well. So yeah. actually, Patek Philippe, for the first time ever, uh, have allowed certain retailers to sell uh, their pieces online. Will, uh, will Rolex do the same? I have no idea. I mean, in in, 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 in my naive uh, mind, I I could imagine that Rolex, many moons ago, prepared the most perfect online shop for their watches ever. And they're just sitting there ready to launch okay. everything. Yeah. However, Rolex being Rolex, I don't know, man. I don't it's, know. It, it's difficult.
0: I, I know. I know that um, the the local uh, brightling Boutique they will do something. They will do a roadshow like they did last year. So I know yeah. that they're doing something.
1: I know sure, that sure, sure, They're doing I a summit. Sh- it's a good idea.
0: Exactly. I, George Cam yesterday mentioned in uh, in uh, with his talk with Watchinista
1: yeah. that they're going to do a,
0: a digital summit. So it's going to be April
1: nineteenth or something like something, that. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah something um somebody just asked catchy archives yes these are tom ford fifty forty. <laughs> and they're not being produced produced no longer i could really use a new pair of it. if anybody has tom ford these spectacles reference 40 no fifty forty, i want to buy them okay <laughs> these are getting really worn sorry about that no no please do no um, rolex will not only announce a waiting list but listen no. it, it, let's just touch this subject yeah We don't need annual watch shows. Let's make it biannual. We don't need that many new watches. I've touched that that on our podcast um, several times, but we don't need that many watches. We need those incredible, amazing, innovative, sexy pieces. We don't need 10 watches with, of the same model with 10 different dials on it. Yeah. I mean, who says the green dial would be cool next year? I mean, blue dial is easy, right? <laughs> salmon dial, let's face it guys, salmon colored dial is a very specific taste, okay? I must admit that what Baltic just came out with uh, and cool. Wound, wow, cool. yeah. sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah. Incredibly good looking well sized with that whole retro feel with the sector dials and the salmon uh, salmon uh, color dials
0: yeah brilliant yeah looks good shout looks out to the
1: baltic guys yeah. amazing pieces wow a very nice watch sorry i'm 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 just like uh, changing no, subjects no,
0: it, that's that's totally fine that's and totally a
1: shout fine. out to our <laughs> spanish friends yeah definitely this watch is amazing yeah yep sorry it's fired up hey shimon wrist is on the there yeah, dude. I thought, hey, do you know the story about Shaman Wrist? No, when everybody were like talking about who Shaman Wrist was. No, so Shaman Wrist contacted me asking if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> really, that was strange. <laughs> that was really strange. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> so, Shaman Wrist is actually with us today. So, yeah. I'm expecting a uh, some good stuff for this gentleman, right? We're waiting, buddy. Are you yeah. me, he's asking. Well, I, I don't know, man, I don't know. I think you are the monster that lives underneath my bed.
0: Yeah, probably under on the, on the many beds.
1: Is he there? Dude, <laughs> sorry, it's getting foolish, let's be serious. Sorry about that. Don't worry
0: don't worry i i i didn't want to stick to any protocol or nothing it should be a casual conversation anyway so this is totally fine. and yep. i really enjoy also all the questions we are we are getting asked so um it it's more fun to see what the people are interested in anyway
1: sure because
0: we know each other and i know i know a little bit about your background and but it's yeah, always, nice, always nice
1: talking Listen, to you we we need to we need to admit something. You and I, we're actually working on a very, true. very, very nice project. True, true. true. Um, I think we're gonna rock the world when everything is back to normal. Yeah. The product we are developing right now is that is something special. i I'm, I'm, I'm allowed. You know, I asked my partner today. Can, yeah. can I? I'm, I'm talking to the wonderful, wonderful gentleman from Austria. We will come up with something incredibly uh, amazing in hopefully two or three months. So now you you guys you're aware of this. I I showed prototypes of it uh, during Dubai Watch Week, and I know some of my friends watching uh, the show right now. They know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's going to be amazing. So that's why we're also together today because we we have we actually do have a relationship that is not only a friendship but also a professional uh, relationship. Sure. So. That's out in the open. Uh, he didn't just pick me up on the street because I was drunk with a bottle of wine next to me during World.
0: <laughs> but it could Well, he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I actually missed. I, I was actually hoping that we could uh, do the same as we did last year at, during World. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we do it in a different format. So
1: yep. it's nice too. Very much. Very much. Yeah. Let's go yeah. back to the questions.
0: Yeah. So Let me see what we have here. Just fire away. If you find one that you'd like to answer, just go for it.
1: Well, somebody's asking me if, if I'm from Austria. That must be for you. That's a question yeah. for you. I, I'm from Austria,
0: yeah. <laughs> True.
1: I'm from Austria. Hey, do You're there, mate. How yeah. are you doing with your 14 sin watches? Are you wearing them all? That's <laughs> well, was my good uh, German friend. He actually bought a lot of these uh, amazing yeah. pieces that Waco uh, introduced to a revolution. I saw, I saw, yeah. Sold out in four hours, 150 yeah. pieces. Amazing. Actually, I'm wearing mine on the strap you gave me for my birthday. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Actually, it, looks, it looks amazing. I haven't... I have looks amazing.
0: You know, I didn't get the green one in time uh, just before the, the quarantine uh, started. So this is the early prototype with the stitching. Nice. I, I have the blue one. but yeah. not, the, not the finished one. But now I'm, I'm probably going to get a shipment next week. So... I, I they look really it promising. Yes, yeah. amazing
1: quality. Really, yeah. really good Thank quality. You yeah.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's good. That's good. What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing my Submarina 14060.
2: So, yeah.
0: um, I, probably one of my favorite watches to wear because it's so nice to put on different kinds of straps.
1: Yeah, you actually and, mentioned that in a uh, in an early episode uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, that 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 is your go-to watch. Yeah. Yep, one of them
0: it. so except from the speedmaster the reduced speedmaster i have because this yeah. is the, one, the the speedy i love taking uh, on any travels because it's just small perfect and simple yeah um but other than that i really really wear the Submarino a lot it's a great watch yeah definitely, definitely.
1: which one are you wearing also 116600 oh, nice. that's that you know that's the watch i was wearing when my bank closed down so that's all I have. <laughs> it's my Corona watch. That's right? fine. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Produced for three years only. Yeah. Uh, very weird. Uh, it's a, it's a really nice seat. I have to admit that, but in production of three years only, uh, and if, if Rolex would ever reveal their secrets, uh, why, why would it do that? Carry watch. Stop talking. <laughs> Stop <laughs> revealing, man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Somebody obviously yeah. met me in, yeah, in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Sabine is there. Good friend of mine. I didn't know she was a watch geek. But hi, Sabine.
0: Hi, everyone. Um. So what else there? I see some questions, and specific ones. So there's one guy that is asking, "What do you, th- Christian? What do you think will happen to the Rolex?" crisis bubble during the
1: crisis was that a bubble I, don't I didn't know, know that <laughs> listen uh rolex is going to be back in production mm-hmm. in um just after Easter, maybe on monday yeah. already i don't know but listen give them a chance to get back on track um let's consider their watches as let me tell you a little story i was in singapore with uh, patek philippe for the for the exhibition there and i was uh, i was talking to terry stan and um uh we were talking about i asked him you know did you give your your kids he has two sons did you ever give your kids uh, a smartwatch? he said yeah I give them an apple watch but they got a little bored and uh, he said and instead actually i gave my 16 year old son i gave him a rolex and then he says because rolex is the best watch in the world see when the president of patek philippe Claims that Rolex is the best watch in the world. Then Rolex is the best watch in the world. Yeah. End of that. Yeah. I know the waiting lists are crazy, but the longer the waiting lists get, the more coveted certain models actually also become. And that is a real shame because the Daytona, the GMT Master, the Hulk, etc. They are just incredible watches. I mean, even our good friend, Shimon Rist, he could tell me, no, Christian, you're a fuckhead, and you don't know anything about watches. I think even he would consider go like, yeah, you're probably right. It is actually the best watch in the world. <laughs> but Rolex is different. Rolex is very, very different. And I was one of the very first uh, journalists to visit when they, when they started to do uh, journalist uh, visits. We were four people who went there. In September, I think it was in fourteen. And uh, back then, um, you know, I, I I had 44 years of questions just bursting, and and I would just ask all these questions, and and at the staff at Rolex, we, they were so, they were like, why why do you want to know that? Because you're Rolex, and every single question I had would be answered with, it's the Rolex way, <laughs> and so. I wrote, I wrote an article for a financial newspaper and I realized, you know, and when, when I ended the story that the secret behind Rolex is their secret. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate. See, you have lies, and you have bullshit, and then you have real secrets. And this is as good as Coca-Cola. That's a real, why does it, how does it taste so well? Dude, it's a secret. But you have to tell me. No. It's the secret. And I appreciate that Rolex is surrounded by that. The Rolex way, the secret. Hey Nick. Um okay, Nick. Yeah, Nick is there.
0: Yeah. I see. I I seen his cool picture from today.
1: Yeah, from, did you see back that in the yeah, day from when, Dubai? Yeah. yeah. yeah back <laughs> when we were traveling, huh? No, so so Rolex it not only because Terry Stan says it, yeah. uh, but you know, that's something about Rolex, and and, yeah. and uh, it was worrying uh, when I talked to them and they said, "You know, we're going to close down for at least ten days." Uh, when the king of Swiss watchmaking literally, uh, when they close down, uh, you know it's serious. Uh, Nick and I we were talking about um, probably Switzerland would be one of the first countries to close the borders because they could. Yeah. See, the weird yeah. thing is. Um, you know, Switzerland being Switzerland, they could do whatever they feel like because they're Switzerland. Uh, But the funny thing is actually we Dane uh, in Denmark, here we closed our borders before Switzerland. Very disappointed in you, Switzerland. Very disappointed. Terrible. Sorry, I'm just drinking this. um, This is advertising. They paid me a thousand bottles of this one. (laughs) And I still have another um, 300 left. I started two hours ago. No, so it's, it's it's I, I have deep uh, respect yeah. for, for Rolex and what they're doing. And, and I've had that since I was a kid. Uh, since I was a kid, I understood that a Rolex uh, watch was something very special. I don't have a massive collection of Rolexes, but, you know, it's 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 been in my collection since my very first, the very first watches I ever collected was Rolex. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you a funny uh, story about that since I'm now the guy with the wine just blabbing away. Um <laughs> Uh, when I was in advertising, I was I was I started in advertising very young, and uh, the money was really good uh, back then. And um, when the internet was very young, I started to buy watches. Uh, my very first watch that I bought that was not a fake watch, uh, but a fine Swiss watch was a uh, Tudor uh, Big Block Chronograph. I bought it because I, I thought it looked like a, a Daytona, and back then already, and that was ninety three. I already knew you know Daytona was was really something, something, and that was already a waiting list on the on the retailers back then. Uh, but then uh, I went on a trip to Miami with my then-girlfriend, and I bought three uh, Rolex watches uh, from people that I made contact with um, on the Internet. The Internet was yeah. very young back then, yeah. and you had Time Zone and WatchNet, uh, the very early uh, trade force. And I bought uh, two Submariners and a Datejust with a RUNET date wheel C. When I came home, it was a vintage 5513. I wanted it to look like a new watch <laughs> because who wants an old Rolex, right? So I felt like Steve Martin in that wonderful movie called The Jerk, where he sits in a very fancy restaurant and his uh, his wife comes in and, uh, and uh, she says, you know, wait, I'm pregnant. And Steve Martin is like, This is amazing. And he calls over the sommelier and he says, Oh, you know, this is amazing. This is a very fancy restaurant. And he says to the sommelier, We have something to celebrate. We need a special wine. No more of the old wine. Give me the freshest wine you have. And I think when I came into the collecting stage, I had no idea about the importance of a vintage Rolex. I wanted it to look new. So I threw away the old folded bracelet and the, the matte dial and had a glossy dial uh, uh, installed and new hands and a, a brand new bracelet because I wanted to look like a guy who had a brand new Rolex somewhere. <laughs> How that changed.
0: Yeah, it changed a lot. Now, yeah. nowadays you wouldn't you would never do that again,
1: <laughs> probably. Probably, thank you for saying that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nimbus is there. Actually. This is so weird nimbus who just came in i'm wearing you uh, a yeah. body warmer yeah but the, the body down actually right now it's a little cold in my uh in my bedroom my whole family they're doing a puzzle seems like they're doing a puzzle everywhere in my house i can't be anywhere so anyway i'm wearing pants uh lucas was asking me yes lucas <laughs> i'm wearing pants thank mm-hmm. you for asking i appreciate that you really are concerned about my attire <laughs> anyway back to the watches right yeah <laughs> sorry I, I about have, that oh I look at have, that look at that look my girlfriend just came in with an extra bottle <laughs> right. she knows my needs <laughs> this is brilliant i have one already babe <laughs> look that's that's it's love perfect. Perfect. that absolutely. is love absolutely that is ac- absolutely <laughs> sorry about that what do you yeah. think about vachon i love it i love vachon honestly it's been for ages one of my favorite brands and I think um, it took me a little while. Oh, my dog's here. It's like George, George can last night. My dog's here. <laughs> yeah. She wants to get out. Um, Vacheron is an amazing brand. And I think uh, I've, I've been in love with that brand for decades. But the Vacheron uh, Overseas 3, Generation 3, is... It, 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 it took me a while because yeah. when I saw it during SHH. Uh, it took me a while the chronograph was out first and it was not until actually i think it was in in um was it in 80 that they introduced the uh, the normal uh, 308 with black dial usually you would come up with a black dial but that was actually that came out a little late with Vachon. when i tried it on i was uh, visiting the the manufacturer
2: yeah. and
1: i was I, w- I was wearing it um on the rubber strap and i was like this I, mean, I I have the Patek Philippe uh, Akronaut, and I wear it on the. There you oh. go. <laughs> I'm getting some too. <laughs> Excellent. I thank you. I don't like drinking alone. Actually, I do, but okay. don't tell any of the of the viewers right now that I do. No. So the the I I did some pictures of the uh, of the overseas uh, the jewel ties. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Good to be in your room. Yeah. Same. No, i did some pictures in uh, actually in the dubai desert some years ago
2: yeah.
1: um uh with a good friend of mine uh, alex Rosenbeck, who actually uh, he's the guy who uh, started daily watch yeah daily watch is the biggest uh the biggest uh watch related account on instagram with 2.5 yeah. million followers i mean he's done he started in 2012 and now it's, it's 2.5 it, million but he was wearing account. it and i was i was shooting pictures uh, yeah. of his wrist uh uh of the uh of the uh, overseas dual time and i i totally fell in love and then the year after they introduced uh, the the uh, uh, the 300 date automatic with a black dial and it, the aquanaut i own from patek philippe of course is a, is a absolutely amazing watch perfect size uh legibility is fantastic it's so comfortable on the wrist you yeah. can't imagine it's yeah. one of the most comfortable watches to wear But the Vashong overseas, that is a serious uh, competitor to this watch. Of course, it's slightly bigger, it's 41 millimeters, but still it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But you have to imagine that you get in-house movement and you get bracelet and two straps at probably the same price as a Patek Philippe uh, Aquanaut right now, if you can get it. Yeah. But I heard actually also right now, I know it's, it's corona uh, crisis and stuff like that, but the obviously is not easy to get. Certain retailers even have a, a waiting list for that. Really? And it just proves they did something right. Yeah. But you also have to imagine, and I have it like with BMWs, it takes me about a year or two to get used to the new BMWs. And I go like, why did you change it? The, the current one is better looking. And then you get into that, and you go like, "Wow, that's that's a really cool car." And then a new one yeah. comes in. So to me, it was I, I guess I really like the the overseas uh, collection too. Uh, I had the uh, that wonderful chronograph of uh, brushed steel and titanium bezel as a cool watch, also with with uh, with rubber strap and a gray uh, crocodile strap. Actually, I have to ask you. Yeah. Did you produce the strap?
0: Yeah. Are you sure? About... I mean, ah, okay. Yeah, can... Well.
1: Not 100%, but... Um, we are revealing secrets today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, uh, I, I, I think Vachon is doing really well. So uh, the gentleman who asked uh, is, yes, I, I love Vachon. What, what do you think about Vachon, the Loves?
0: I, I like it. Um, I, the, um, I love the overseas. Um, I especially like the, the one, the, the blue dial. I think yeah. it's one of the best blue dials I've seen um, so far um, on uh, on like steel sports styled watches, in particular from the ones yeah. that we have seen this year and last year, as especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually really looking into uh, getting one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh, the current one, wa- the current uh, uh, over or the current watchman, I was looking at. Is a uh, dual time from yeah. I think a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. I, I actually like I like it. It looks nice, um, and I'm really eager to see what I can get out of the watch in terms of putting on different kinds of straps. Yeah. So this is so this is my thing. So I really love trying out bending these these rules and seeing what yeah. what you can do. Uh,
1: I think so the, the 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 Cory Richards version they did with the textile strap yeah, was. Yeah outrageously amazing they did one piece only and it was sold on auction and i think actually cory richards yeah he was actually a national well he is a national geographic photographer and uh Vasho, they did uh, a very special piece for him and he wore it for a while and he presented it uh in front of a group of, of uh journalists a couple of years ago in new york uh, back then when we could travel um and and that, that really struck me i mean that was what an amazing watch, and it was sold at an auction. I think it was last year, actually, uh, in two thousand nineteen. Um, actually, somebody just asked about um, if the Air King is going to be a classic. See, I've been now. I can't show my collection because it's yeah. it's it's stuck in the bank vault. But yeah, um, yes, I'm a big fan of of the of the Bloodhound uh, Air King. Uh, when I saw it the first time, I thought it looked so weird. Um, but uh, even ugly dogs, they need a, a caring home. Um, and, uh, actually I was, I was, um, I was on the bus with, uh, Robert Jan Bro of, uh, Fratello yeah. watches. Watches yeah. last year during, uh, time to move, uh, yeah. for the Swatch Group uh, thing. And we spent so much time. We spent so much time on buses and we, we were just chatting away. And he said, actually, I just bought a watch. And we were talking about the watch he bought. And I was like, actually, I bought a watch too. <laughs> and I, I just ordered, uh, the Air King. Uh, because uh, I I knew that uh, the Bloodhound project actually died uh, in December 18, mm-hmm. and as you know it, Rolex only wants to be part of a success, not a fiasco. So uh, if there was a Basel this year, I I I could see Rolex discontinuing this model. However, if you look at the Instagram for the last week, they're only promoting. The bloodhound air king yeah see the bloodhound air king is the only air king in the collection right now and um, the reason why it's called bloodhound is because it, it was connected to a, a fast car project and two of the instruments in in the uh in the instrument uh, board cockpit of the car uh, were actually um designed by rolex and because they they, they claimed that if the digital instruments uh, were not working they still had uh, mechanical ones so That explains why the dial looks like it as it does on the the current Air King. But the current Air King is actually a a Milgauss. So it has the double the case back uh, construction uh, and is anti magnetic. And the gentleman who just asked the question asked if if it was going to be a future classic. I don't know if. uh, Dude, that's the Milgauss. There you go, mate. I think that's going to go out of production as well. Yeah, I hope. No, but seriously, (laughs) if you consider it, Rolex are doing anti magnetic movements as soon as they start changing the 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 movements the calibers in the submarinus into thirty you know expanding the yeah, thirty two yeah, calibus yeah. uh um yes so limited interview actually i i'm on a on a uh walkie talkie with my son He'll come off to the ferry here scan man Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh so our house is, is, is several floors. Yeah. I'm, I I I stopped shouting at my kids yeah. some time ago. <laughs> um so also I I that. I I think the milk house there's no yeah. reason for the milk house. If yeah. if all your movements, if all Rolex movements are anti magnetic, why would you have a milk house it's only anti magnetic to a thousand uh, Gauss, right? That's me guessing.
0: Actually. But don't you think that the that the green sapphire glass is something very iconic to keep in the collection of Rolex? Maybe not enough, probably. But I feel I I I can't think of a second uh, watchmaker that does something like that.
1: I, from what I remember, it was really yeah. difficult for them to actually create that uh, green oh, okay. sapphire crystal, and it, it's funny. I was. Uh, when we visited back in, for, in September 14, I, I actually asked uh, Rolex why they had green tinted uh, windows in the headquarters. And uh, a wonderful woman who followed along, she said it was leftover sapphire crystals from the, no. From the milk out. No, And I only had two, I only heard two jokes during the four days I spent with Rolex. And that was that was one of them. And that was that was day one. It was funny. <laughs> The second joke I will tell you later. Sorry, <laughs> let's, let's go back to, uh, to more questions.
0: Some questions, right? We have some, a couple in here. Do you actually, there's, there was a question before, do you actually change your watch straps from time to time or bracelets to straps or NATO or something?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I yeah. have a web shop and, uh, and, and we, we, we sell, uh, a lot of straps as well. And, uh, once in a while, we'll try new designs. And uh, also, when I get uh, a birthday question uh, present from wonderful people like the Hirsch family, uh, I change uh, once in a while. And I think um, it changes everything. For instance, I, I have a vintage uh, Tudor um, yeah. Monte Carlo from 1976. Yeah. I don't wear it a lot because it's, it's really, really difficult to find the perfect strap for that because it's a thick watch. Um, I have slender wrists and putting on too much strap or too much height on a watch, it doesn't feel comfortable and I don't like the look on my wrist. So I actually think I'm going to end up with reattaching the the bracelet that came with the watch. Uh, But I have been through a plethora of NATO straps, leather straps, hair straps, galore and I never found that perfect look. And it annoys me because it's absolutely an amazing watch, uh, especially, you know, manual movement, uh, uh, the date at six, it's it's just a great watch. And it really bothers me that I can't find that perfect look. Um, so straps are extremely important to change. And I know that uh, Miguel from Cascais in, in Portugal, I think he has hundreds hundreds of of straps he once shared um, i'm part of this um this uh, uh journalist uh, whatsapp chat and once in a while um we go into this crazy man cave of uh, of miguel and miguel sabra i don't know if you're still on but uh, i'm going to reveal now your crazy uh, strap collection that and he really yeah. changes straps and it's really refreshing and you can triple your watch collection just by changing straps all the time. Uh, And since, if we just look at the current situation, uh, I don't know how many people are actually just rushing out right now to buy a great watch. Instead, I can see that on the sales on my own web shop. I mean, we're selling so many straps. Mm -hmm. So right now you're probably stuck because your bank vault is closed or maybe you only have one watch and you're not gonna buy your second watch but you want to try 10 or 15 different straps and you try different locks. Uh, and I really appreciate that because you you can change everything within just one strap change. And so, yeah, I do that as well.
0: Very good. Very good to hear. <laughs> because I feel, I'm, I totally agree. I feel the same way because in terms of you get... You get a strap or you get a bracelet out of the box when you buy the watch but there are a lot of more there's a lot of more potential in it so for me from my perspective i'd say i really enjoy also mixing it with what i wear in in that terms and if you have the possibility to change it easily then and that helps of course i'd say
1: i think actually panerai pioneered this because when you bought a panerai you would get the tool uh screwdriver yeah. as well as an additional strap yeah. uh so the whole i was i joined Panaristi in september 2001 so i was wearing the very very first Panaristi ever and hey ballabusters are there <laughs> dude did i did i say something wrong <laughs> <laughs> welcome man good to see you here no so so i think that the whole um the whole um can we get californian as a view as well, all of us that I'm asking you, and we get California as well, and show, I want him to show me his crane later. Sorry, Nikolaus. No, Panerai, they open for that whole uh, secondary market of uh, watch straps. Uh, so many people realize that Vincent's leather, and you know that as well, because actually you, my dear friend, you produce the Panerai straps. True. <laughs> so many straps for Panerai uh did you do the velcro as well the kevlar and the velcros
0: we did so many there's actually a funny story i'd like to tell you because um uh the first thing i did when i got into when i joined the company for my when i was like 14 or 15 was packaging the panerai straps we did and i I used to sit i i used it was my first summer job basically and I used to sit in the production and do it and it was so warm because we we didn't have like uh, i mean it's fifteen years ago we didn't have like this perfect um air filtration system and everything so it was super hot and then yeah. my brother and me we came on we we came to the idea okay let's go into the material um storage room where the temperature was like maybe twenty degrees, and outside it was thirty-five or something. So we went yeah. in there with our boxes of Panerai straps, and we put we took them in, and then we we we, we packaged every each uh, strap. So that's my first story that I where I got in contact with Panerai, and I've been in love with the brand ever since. So yeah, so it's it, it's cool, and and we did we did a lot of things. We did a lot of things for them. Um, and we still do, yeah. And it's really a pre- pleasure to be working with them because it's so amazing what they have been um, creating. Basically, also this whole community around the Panaristi is so amazing, yeah. and I and I do feel that they've they've stayed true to their shape, actually. And I really love that about the brand.
1: Panerai was a game changer. There's no doubt about that. They, they introduced the oversized uh, uh, watches. And um, uh, a very good friend of mine, Davide Serato, who's now actually uh, producing the wonderful uh, watches of Mont Blanc. And before that, he actually introduced the whole heritage department of Tudor. He's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. have to say that. He, he, he started his job in the watch world with Panerai. And when you ask Davide about his time with Panerai. He just beams. It yeah. was so amazing. It was incredibly fantastic to do that. Uh, uh, let me, t- sorry, Nicolas. I just have to oh answer morning. this question. Somebody Please. just asked me about the Tudor uh, P-01. I absolutely love it. I didn't in the beginning. And i tell you why, because I, I was a rollers collection very early on. And there were so many fakes out there of what was, Supposedly a prototype uh, of uh, uh, of a navy uh, watch for 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 uh, made by Rolex for the American Navy, and when I saw it from uh, Tudor, uh, I was really amazed. Uh, but I know uh, that the people at Tudor are not stupid; they are incredibly talented. And if anybody knows about pedigree and DNA, that's the peeps at Tudor. Um, but when I tried it on, I, I didn't try it on during uh, Basel World when it was introduced. Uh, I didn't try it on until actually November. And even though I have slender wrists, it just sat perfect on my wrist. And I have to admit, and I, I actually mentioned that on an A past 10 podcast, it was one of my f- five favorites from uh, 19. Um, and it still is. Uh, and I know when, when we're back to work and I actually get a salary again, and not spending on my uh, my money on uh, on on uh, prima wine uh, i i actually uh, I did reach out to Tudor and ask because I know the 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 very first shipment of the p ones they were gone uh, and um, I see it as an important watch to my own history uh, in collecting watches, and I was surprised how well it sat on the wrist. Uh, and the functionality is actually great. <laughs> I really think it's a cool watch. So yes, uh, I forgot who asked the question. Sorry about I forgot your tag, but I love it. I absolutely love it. What do you think, Nicolas? Do you like the P01? Yes,
0: definitely. Um, I think I I'm I'm a guy. I, I like watches that are different uh, compared to what's what. Hey, cool. Sasha is here. Yeah. yeah. Hey.
1: Say
0: Sasha. hello to
1: Sasha. Good to you see you, buddy. Good to have Sasha here. Patrick here as well. Norken is here. Everybody here. Well, yeah, We have good here. friends here, Nikolaus. This is yeah, really know, cool. Man. Excellent. Here. Sorry.
0: Don't worry. So, so 01. I really like I, like, I like watches that are different. Um, mm. At first, I'd, I'd also say that the P-01 wasn't the, the key piece I took away from, from uh, World 2019. But after seeing it um, a couple of more times, I really feel that it's a very nice watch. I'm not sure. I haven't tried it on yet. I'm not sure if if it would fit to me because I also have very very slender wrists. Um, but um, but I like it. I think it's something different and it's cool.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I I, I could I, actually I could totally see you wearing it because you, you're yeah. a surfer, right? A little bit.
0: <laughs> I try my no, best.
1: You know, in your weekends, I see you once in a yeah. while when you go surfing, yeah. right? It, it totally yeah. suits your lifestyle. It's it's a really nice watch. But you know what I really like as well? And I'm not gonna say this because I went to the Maldives with the watch, but a watch that really took me by surprise is the um, Calif Buko Petravi Scupa Tech. See, I, I don't know how many people are actually uh, familiar with this uh, great Swiss brand, but it's a 500 meter waterproof diver's watch. It's a serious, it's a serious diver's watch. Yeah. It's a big, uh, about 44.3 millimeter watch or something like that yeah and it has and then i have to ask you again it has the perfect rubber strap so even though it's a big and thick and serious uh, uh diver's watch it sits perfect on the wrist talking about the tudor p01 did you produce the rubber strap
0: I don't, I don't know if i'm allowed to say sasha has to sasha has to tell us if, if i'm allowed to, <laughs> to say something but if I, you I, did. I,
1: If you did, I congratulate you. That is a very difficult watch to make the perfect fit on your wrist. And also with the new uh, uh, Scuba Tech, uh, you know, you get a a textile uh, printed uh, strap. I I think it's actually made by recycled plastic bottles, something like that. Um, You and I, we have slender wrist. It's, it's, It's not every watch that sits well on us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and one of the reasons why I also really enjoy this one is because you get the the micro adjustment. um, And and I can make it fit perfect. Uh, And and when I tried on the the, the Scuba Tech from Calif Bukor, I was amazed how will it fit. Uh, And uh, I was trying it on for about four days and I I had a real hard time giving it back, (laughs) even though I also wore the gold model. See, that's a heavy watch. That's yeah. a lot of watch to wear, but that strap makes it an extremely comfortable, professional, thick, heavy, wow diver's watch. So if you did that strap, mate, good on you. Here's some wine.
2: Cheers. Recycled pet
1: bottles. Yeah, Sasha says. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah so anyway that was the that was the comfort of the P01 i'm a big I'm a big fan of it but um nicolas you just mentioned that you are really into the vacheron overseas dual time yeah um, but in your collection already i remember you have the submariner you have the Cartier. yes you have what else do you have in your collection
0: um, so i'll be i'll be completely honest with you not all the watches I show on Instagram are actually in my collection. Um, from time to time, I uh, I borrow some from my dad. <laughs>
1: um, hi Ben. Hey Ben is here from Litecoin. Ah, hi Ben. Hey buddy, how's family life? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted.
0: Um. So. So what I have is I of course have my my Speedy. Oh yeah, yeah. You love your Speedy. Yeah, I love my speedy. Great watch. Um, and it it also has a super extremely nice price for if you find this one secondhand, it's a great price for a lot of uh, for a really, really nice uh, watch. Then I have my Milgauss. This is the first watch I bought with with my own money I got paid for. Well, I worked hard for this one. Yeah. Um and then the 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 collection I'm just gonna
1: let the dog out sorry about that yeah please, please. hey holly makes and make then, me feel like uh, a shows can again help with the dog in the in the interview. Yeah. sorry
0: um and then i have a uh, vintage lecoutre
1: oh futuristic. nice yeah
0: so this this one i
2: got you wind it up from
1: the back right yeah exactly brilliant watch patek yeah. philippe also also used that uh, movement for the okay. is yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a very nice watch. It, it also sits quite nicely on the wrist because it has this uh, bubbly shaped, yeah, and so it, it, I can try to show it. And it's like this, it sits nicely on the wrist, and it's it's fairly small, but still, yeah, for my for my slender wrist, it's
1: perfect. What is it? Thirty thirty four millimeters?
0: Thirty four, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I see, uh thirty four, I'd say. Yeah, and then. Then that's basically it. So I have the Submariner. I borrowed some from my dad for to show off um, a couple of straps, and also because I like them. So I really enjoy the Pasha. Um, I also enjoy his. Oh yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I also enjoy the wearing the um, the Panerai, uh, the Lumino Panerai, the left-handed one.
1: Yeah. This also
0: super yeah super nice watch. Um, really enjoy. It. And then I recently. Uh, dived into swatch because um maybe you don't know this but maybe you do. We used to produce a lot of swatch bracelets. Wow but well, yeah. they were
1: plastics.
0: Yeah we did a lot of them we um we worked on the technology with them to create this um the graphics and the uh, the whole bracelet so so this is something we created with them and then um I recently talked to my grandfather and he told me that he has a lot of them still lying around. And if, if I'd be interested in in using them or, or having them. So I said, yes, definitely. And um, one of the ones I really enjoy wearing because it's such a fantastic and crazy watch is the, the uh, Tresor uh, Magique or Magic Tresor. Yeah. yeah. Trésor. yeah. Um, platinum case. It's platinum case. Yeah.
1: Incredible. When I, when I started the The Auction World, yeah. it was one of the very, very first watches that I curated. And the auction house mm. thought I was a jerk. Yeah. And it sold and it sold really well. Dude, it's platinum. Yeah. It's an important watch. I'm so happy to see you have that one. <laughs> yeah, I I love wearing it. <laughs> Splinton is here. I guess my good friend Splinton is. Is online as well. I guess he's drinking as well, right? <laughs> no, so uh, Swatch, 1983, one of the most important watch brands in modern history. And also in 1983, you had the Casio G-Shock. The yeah. so Casio G-Shock made more sense uh, because it was a digital watch. But the Swatch yeah. is not called Swatch because of Swiss watch. It's actually called Swatch because of the second watch. And Mr. Hayek, he knew that uh, you can't live uh, you can't survive being a watch manufacturer if you make such amazing mechanical watches. You only buy one watch during yeah. your lifetime, so yeah. it was brilliant. And, and it's really cool to know that he, his family uh, actually uh, were in that game already in 1983, I guess. So yeah. you were part, you were part of actually saving the Swiss watch uh, uh, production in 1983. A little bit, yeah.
0: Dude, <laughs> that's amazing!
1: <laughs> that's amazing! Congratulations! I didn't know that. I have to yeah. change all my books. <laughs> no, <laughs> but if you, if you,
0: if you, if this situation is over, I'd be happy to to invite you over to Clarendon and then you can see this whole collection because we have a wall where we where we display all the the watches we did at that time. So it's really
1: nice. Excellent! Brilliant! Yeah. See. Yeah. Sasha says his first job in the watch industry was at Swatch. And that, again, proves that a CEO of a very important watch uh, uh, manufacturer these days started there. See, a lot of people in the Richemont Richemont Group, they all started at Cartier. So Swatch Group uh, and what Swatch created in 1983 has an enormous impact of what is going on today. There's no doubt about that. And it's good to see that everybody has that mutual respect for what Swatch and Hayek Sr. did. Uh, it was really amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jessica is here. Hey, Jessica. Yeah, I was just mentioning, actually, I didn't mention your name, but I mentioned uh, what a wonderful time I had in Singapore in uh, last year. Uh, no, so my good friend, uh, Martin Geisler and uh, Ike Meising said they were big watch, uh, Swatch collectors. And my good friend, Ike, he actually uh, he was he would be waiting outside the, the, um, the department stores because he knew every time they had new collection coming in, he would buy everything. And he would drive in his little VV Golf uh, to Italy and sell everything and make triple his money. It was that crazy. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the same crazy uh, thing about Swatch these days, but it's still a very important uh, watch brand. Uh, one of the, the watch brands that actually took over is uh, Danny Wellington. They're doing six million watches a year. And I think um, in these very modern times, I think Daniel Wellington is one of the most important watch brands that we have. Because they're actually catering to a generation that we thought would never wear a wristwatch again. Sure. If anything, they wear a smartwatch. So sure. I have the utmost respect for Danny Wellington because with a very simple, very traditional watch look like what the Swiss invented, uh, a two-hander, a three-hander with a date, they just invented that. No, reinvented that and put a NATO strap on it. And the nasal strap was not even a novel thing uh, when uh, Danny Willings introduced the watches, but they hit something. They took a zeitgeist that I admire so much. So I tend to see Danny Willingson as this time's Swatch.
0: I actually have one in my collection too. <laughs> yeah,
1: See, I think now we, you're revealing, you're revealing your secrets. Yeah, because I like I, that. Um,
0: I used to. Uh, so what what we what we had to do, and or what I what I was doing, I was traveling um, to different kinds of cities, and I used to uh, work with our salespeople in every country. So I spent. I spent uh, four weeks in Scandinavia, where yeah. I uh, did a couple of weeks in, in Finland, a couple of weeks in, in Sweden. And at my time with, in Sweden, we have an amazing guy who's now 89 years old, um, still working for us. And he's this super cool guy. And during the, my time there, I, I told him, I really like this watch.